You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Football. A little bonus episode here on this, uh, what is it, Tuesday? The days kind of mm-hmm. run together during training camp because every day is a training camp day for the most part. It's all about Ooh. football. It every, is all about Every football. day is football. It's uh, morning, noon, and night. Tonight, it's night practice, actually. You're going to be out there for sure. I may be out there as well. And mm-hmm. uh, if you see any of us out there wandering around, roaming the, the pastures of Twin Cities Orthopedic Performance Center, be sure to say hi. Don't be shy. You can always talk football. We talk football with a – actually, it was a guy who he recognized us from, like, the Scorner TikTok account, giving just short takes on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And we talked about the offensive line and stuff. So, yeah, anytime you want to come up and say hi, you're welcome to – on this bonus episode, Judd has a revised 53-man roster. Are we going through the whole thing? Yeah. Yeah. I've, but I've got, you know what? I decided. I, I think you could make a case that from now until, because you've got, uh, what, next week, the Titans joint practices, then the Cardinals. I think you can, I think we can make roster tweaks every week. Oh. oh. Like things are, cha- oh, things oh. are changing. Things I talked about last week out the window. New things in, so like this is a this is a viable episode, I think, until we basically have clarification on the fifty three from one Kevin O'Connell. I love it. All right, let, let's roll up the sleeves. We'll get into it here. Presented by our friends at TCL, which offers up uh, one of the world's best selling consumer electronics brands with a new lineup of award winning TVs, delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution at an affordable cost. Learn more at TCL.com and inspire greatness with TCL. And you're repping the brand there today. A shout-out to Surly, keeping all sorts of Purple Daily listeners and viewers hydrated with that before-I-die lager this summer. That is correct, yep. Football season is back, and so is the mission, of course, of Purple Daily and our friends at Surly Brewing, which is before I die, the Vikings win a championship. But Surly has actually captured this, the deliciousness of before I die in a can, available now in 12 packs. Um, I believe it's going to be at the stadium during games as well throughout the course of the season before I die. It's a lifestyle, which now comes in a can as well. So if you're enjoying a few beverages for football season, especially if you're a Vikings fan, make sure it's before I die. Yes, indeed. All right. And then show so, us your cans. Yeah. Show us your cans. Show us your cans on Twitter or X or X. Access, I'm sorry. I'm not going to your cans. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be good at this. This it's whole weird. X thing. It's just, it's, it's hard. Uh, post us a picture of your cans on X. I don't know. It just doesn't... Uh, tweet us your cans. Yeah. Just tweet now. us. For now. All right. Uh, where do you want to start, offense or defense? Let's just do exactly what we did a week ago. Let's go through the offense and then the defense. Let's start at quarterbacks. And I've got notes here because, as I said, there have definitely been some alterations. So in some cases, there will be no changes 
Yet, in some cases, there will be changes made, some subtle, some pretty important. Let's start off with quarterbacks. Last week, I predicted that they would keep three. I'm still going with three, Phil, although Jaron Hall certainly looks like he probably is an ideal practice squad guy. Yeah. Like, there's a long way to go there. But keep in mind, the new construction on Sunday of the fact that a third quarterback who's on the 53-man roster can come in. So he can't be promoted the Saturday before. He's got to be on the roster. Yeah. Um, can come into games now if your first two guys go down. And if Jaron Hall gets picked off waivers, he's Kevin O'Connell's guy. So I'm still going to now maintain that they're going to carry Cousins, Mullins, and Hall. And Mullins, by the way, has not looked great in training camp, but I don't think it's a Mannion case here. I don't think they're going to jettison him and bring in another veteran. But for now, and this might change in the next couple of weeks, I'm sticking with three quarterbacks where last year they kept two out of training camp. Jaron Hall is uh, is an interesting one here because I think people want to get excited about it. the backup quarterbacks are always interesting when they're young and have potential, right? Even if you have your, you know, longtime incumbent good starter in Kirk Cousins, he really hasn't done a whole lot to get people excited. There haven't been many big flash plays that I've seen. It's not just, really getting um, snaps. Like he's yeah. an afterthought in the snaps. He he is to his credit. He he has to stay after practice to get in some reps because he's not getting I mean, ideally he does look like the definition of a practice squad guy. Yeah. Don't you yeah. think? Yeah, and this is yeah, I, it, it kind of depends on does another team love him enough to to swipe him, right? Or or if you just kind of limit his snaps, and maybe that's part of the strategy. They kind of know, right. all right, we've seen enough in minicamp OTAs. Let's not give him a bunch of snaps in a joint practice or a preseason. Now, he's going to play in the preseason, though, because Kirk's not playing. Yeah, he's so going to There is a play. chance he could flash in the second half of a preseason game and somebody could, could sneak in. Yep, but, exactly yeah. right. So right now I'm going to say, although it's probably not ideal, that they're going to keep three quarterbacks coming out of uh, training camp in the preseason. Okay. Let's move right. let's move on to running back where it's interesting. So the only thing that we know for certain is that Alexander Madison, who will not play in the preseason, is the is a top the depth chart. But we don't think he's Dalvin Cook. So we don't think that he's a top the depth chart with a promise of, you know, all the carries, right? Like Dalvin mm -hmm. was the guy. Um, right now, I've got them, same as last week, keeping Ty Chandler, Kane Wongwu, and then at fullback, CJ Ham. But Wongwu has been hurt for about a week plus now, and he has not practiced. And I don't know, it has not been announced what's wrong there, but I find it interesting that he is still not back. I also, and we'll circle back to this, find it interesting that um, on kickoff returns now, which are not going to be a huge thing, but... It's where Wang Wu has made his bread and butter in his first two years in the league. Ty Chandler and Brandon Powell have been used. Uh, but for right now, I'm going four at this position. Madison Chandler, Wang Wu, Ham as the fullback with the with the p possibility that Wang Wu, because I do think that they keep four at least for sure, if not five. Wang Wu, um, if he doesn't come back at some point in time here, does get replaced. I don't think it's Dwayne McBride, who we both have seen struggle in practice. He's a he's a seventh-round pick. He's another perfect practice squad guy. So I think the question here is, a Abram Smith, who led, uh, I think, the XFL in rushing for the D.C. defenders in the spring, 
Or do the Vikings put in a late claim on a veteran who gets let go at the end of camp by another team? So Wang Wu's absence, and he started, he was listed on the first unofficial depth chart as second at back, which the running back, the second running back designation, I could abide coming out of the um, spring workouts. I struggle a little bit more with that now. So I think that there is some real ability here for this to be a little bit more in flux behind Alexander Madison. Yeah, what's a, I've heard some rumblings too of like, well, you guys all wanted to get rid of Dalvin Cook and now everyone's wondering about the depth behind Alex Madison. Do you feel any differently? No. Watching no, these guys out there. No, because it's a salary cap thing. Like there was no way, there's no way that I would take Cook back and say, you know, pay him a fraction of what he was set to make. And the fact that he still has not signed with the Jets, to me, indicates that he still wants a payday. Yeah. And he's not going to get a payday. Like he's not going to there's no break there's no bank now that Dalvin Cook is going to break. That's passed. That's done. But I do think that there are, are options here. The other the other thing, I think we talked about this while we were watching practice on Monday as well, is this Ty Chandler and pass protection. I could definitely see a veteran being plucked off the wire cheap to come in here and yeah. and be the backup uh to to Madison, which I am fine with. I, I just don't know if this is working out as they planned with the guys that they have, especially Chandler, Wang Wu, and then McBride, who I think is making it very clear he's not prepared to play yet. Yeah, super interesting. I thought either McBride or Chandler would just be a little bit more ready to contribute at a high level. Like, really, at this point, nobody is really pushing Alex Madison. No, not even close. Yeah. And, and that's fine wh- because Madison is the starter. But Yes. But they'll figure out. They got enough bodies here, and there's enough available. This this would be the year, too, if you did still like McBride, but it, it yep. wasn't really a 2023 thing. This is probably the best year to try and sneak, sneak a running back onto your practice squad. 100%. There's so many options available. There's free agents out there. There's Dalvin Cook, Kareem Hunt. Zeke Elliott hasn't signed anywhere. So... Jaron no. Hall might get claimed. I'd be a little bit concerned about that. Dwayne McBride, I don't think there's a chance in hell. Yep. Okay. Uh, receivers? Um, actually, let's go to tight ends because there's three there. Hawkinson, Oliver, and Johnny Munt, who, again, is having a fantastic training camp. He does it every year. Um, those three guys are – I predicted that they would all make the team a week ago in the 53. I'm sticking with that. No change there. Okay. So Hawkinson, Oliver, and Munt. Uh, Wide receivers, change here. And this is the first, this is a pretty good one, but and and I'm very convinced right now that this change is accurate. All right? Justin Jefferson, obviously. Locke. K.J. Osborne, Locke. Jordan Addison, Locke. Jalen Naylor's been hurt since the first day of camp, but if he can get back, I think he makes it. But where there is a change is I now have Jalen Rager out. Brandon Powell, who can return kicks and punts, in. Now, I looked this up. Um, Rager is guaranteed. So the people that think that Jalen Rager is going to make this team, uh, that's partially based on this. Rager is guaranteed $2.4 million for this season, okay? But that being said... 
that's not the end of the world. And I, it looks like Brandon Powell is sort of to the receiver group, and I don't mean this disparagingly, to what Johnny Munt was to, to the tight end group last year. Yeah. A Ram who knows the Ram system, who knows what O'Connell wants. And we've seen Brandon Powell make enough impressive catches in training camp. I think the thing is, Rager is all potential, right? Like he's got the potential to do this and he's got, but then you see him run two wrong routes and they, they lead to picks and you're screwed. Drop, I think drop, Brandon Powell a pass from the coach. Exactly. That's not good. I think Brandon Powell brings a, a, a veteran stability. And if you put him out there, you're sort of going to get, you, you know what you're going to get. So I think Brandon Powell and I'm going with the Vikings stay with what they did last year and keeping five wide receivers. Yeah. I think Brandon Powell has jumped Jalen Rager on the 53. Yeah, that makes sense. It does. And I don't know how many chances does Rager need to have in his first four years before you just sort of, he is what he is, right? He's not, he's not a reliable guy that's going to be out there getting targeted 50, 60, 70 times. And so, um, Naylor. So we don't really know. I mean, Naylor's kind of walk. He's got a, like a sleeve on his left leg. Yeah. It doesn't hurt seem like it's, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't seem like it's, it's not like a torn ACL or anything. Mm-mm. It just seems like a muscle strain. Yep. But if, if he can't go for week one, is there another guy? Do they, I mean, they, they have to keep five receivers. I would think, does it just mean that, that Rager would probably make the team? It's kind of a, it's kind of two spots for Rager, Naylor and Powell. Is that fair to say? Or do or they somebody keep a, else? a young guy that, that they like? I mean, that's a good question. I don't know, okay. but um, I think if you're gonna, I think if you're gonna jettison Rager, you probably do it immediately. But you might be right. I'm, I'm looking through the depth at wide receiver, and they've got guys hurt. Like Tristan, Tristan Jackson was playing well, but now he's hurt. Yeah. So, part of the problem and what why they uh, why they signed Nikhil Harry on Sunday was as depth because they've got guys hurt. And I think there's a lot of questions. I don't think Nikhil Harry makes this team. But I wonder if he makes it until Naylor is set to return. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. I just think that Jalen Rager is an idea. Like, oh, man, he could do this and that and blah, blah, blah. And then you see him play and you're like, yeah, it's really not. Uh, the, the thing, too, is if you recall, before he, uh, before he ran the wrong routes and got, picked, uh, got Kirk picked off a few times, Rager was actually involved in some trick trickery in the red zone last year mm-hmm. i think that part of the reason why o'connell would keep powell is because he knows that powell would execute those assignments right yeah like i could be. see powell being involved in trickery yeah so and i should have hit this i feel like every time we get to a position group where uh you make a change from your last 53 we should do like the cha- the change alarm Okay, the change alarm went off for the wide receivers. We have we have a change. Sudden change. Fifty three. Yep. Sudden change. Okay. All right. Okay. So yeah. So trickery is today's word. Trickery. Trickery. Trickeration. All right. What position group now? Are we going. Are we going Offensive the big line. boys. Big boys. Offensive okay. line. Offensive line. Last year kept ten. Last week kept ten. This week keep ten again. No changes yet. Now. Through your spies, you actually might be able to enlighten us on this a bit. The one, the one question I've got: Chris Reed, the veteran guard, 
um, has been on the non-football injury list since training camp started. I asked O'Connell about it last week about his timetable, and O'Connell basically, he didn't skirt the question, but he didn't say he's going to be back in a, a certain amount of time. At some point in time, that's going to get to be a concern. What can you tell me about Chris Reed? Um, I'm, I don't have a ton of details, but I've just heard that it that he should be back at some point. It doesn't. Okay. I don't think it's like a season-ending situation. So it's um, and I was told too that the injury happened. They call it a non-football injury or a non yep. like a non-football activity injury, or whatever. Right. But that it. it uh, like who was the guy? Wasn't there a player that got hit with a jet ski or something? On a yeah, from the on... Bills. Yes, from the Bills. Yes, yes. That it it wasn't like that type of a situation. It was like it was an, a workout or an activity that he could have easily just been doing. He was doing it not in the facility. Not that that's a problem, but that it was. Right. It wasn't like some reckless thing that happened. Okay. It was a tweak of some kind. But the fact that he's not out there yet and he's not exactly solidified on this roster because he's not a starter. Um, right. It's interesting. Assuming he comes back, though, and I'm going to assume from what you said for now that, that he does come back before too long here. Uh, my backups offensive line, Austin Schlotman, who I believe has a place secured because he is a center and guard. And I think he is the backup. I think he is the primary backup uh, to Garrett Bradbury on Saturday's practice when Bradbury didn't take part in team drills. It was Schlotman that replaced him. Chris Reed, Oli Udo who's a swing tackle and right now he's replacing Brian O'Neill. And if Brian O'Neill is not prepared for the September 10th opener against Tampa Bay, Udo will start Blake Brandle and Vidarian Lowe. And then my starters are Darisaw, Cleveland, Bradbury, Ingram, O'Neill and Vidarian Lowe, I think has the roster made again based on practice on Monday when we saw he came in after Darisaw suffered some type of, I don't think it was huge, but some type of injury during practice and sat out the rest, and Lowe was at left tackle. Mm -hmm. So my prediction for now, and they could certainly sign a guy, I mean, if the Reisner thing comes to fruition, but my prediction for now is that they keep the same 10 offensive linemen that I talked about last week. Okay, yep. And then, uh, you know, I, I, we, we talked to a Purple Daily listener yesterday at uh, Vikings practice who was kind of like, why is Ole Udo still on this team? I think there's a lot of that of – People oh, remembering yeah. how bad he was at guard, but yeah. Oli Oli Udo is a tackle on this Vikings team now. He's a backup tackle. Technically, he is a swing guy because if you needed him to play guard, he did play a full season at guard. But he is a serviceable quality tackle to this point in the NFL. Backup so tip. that is why because I, I I'm assuming a lot of fans are wondering how is Oli Udo still on this team and why is Judd putting him on the 53? He is serviceable as a backup tackle. Yeah, in fact, I think when he stepped in uh, late last season, when O'Neal went down, if I'm not mistaken, his PFF grades were decent. Yep, they were. At tackle. But yep. yes. Yeah, Rick Spielman and that staff's uh, thought process, the tackles could just play guard, is one of their biggest – it's one of the biggest missteps that probably doesn't get talked about enough. So, yes, I would think that the Kevin O'Connell coaching staff will never have Ole Udo play a down at guard again. Yes. So, all right, we've reached the halfway portion of Judd's revamped 53-man roster prediction. And for today's halftime festivities, here's Judd telling you how you can lose weight before the end of the summer. Yeah. Uh, thank, you. thank you very much. Halftime is here, but you know what? 
right now it's start time if you want to drop pounds and this is a great time of year because it's warm out you can get outside activities but you know what if you're lethargic or feeling slow or you know what heck shorts don't fit livia weight control centers is going to change that for you and have they got a deal for you as well it just started i mean that's sports dad on the left that's sports dad on the right dropped 40 pounds a couple of years ago in a program where they're going to help you keep that weight off here's the deal right now though it's going to be this is a good one the halftime offer is join now and you get three months for free three months for free call now lose up to 10 pounds or more in your first two weeks imagine that you're down 10 pounds or more and you've got a three-month run here at which you are going to see results that's going to make you want to stay on board uh so again that's three months free voted minnesota's best weight loss program call them 855 go livia livia livia.com much like the players are now in training camp, get yourself in shape, tip-top shape, and start looking great. Yeah, and if, you know, maybe you're uh, dealing with some pain as well, you can stop into Summit Orthopedics, one of the 25 locations in the Twin Cities, whatever you're dealing with, and you don't need a referral from your primary. Same-day appointments. They also offer walk-in uh, orthopedic urgent care seven days a week starting at 8 a.m. too. So check them out. 25 metro locations, Twin Cities, and greater Minnesota. And you can learn more at summitortho.com. Summitortho.com. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. Love it. All right, uh, defense. Over to the defense here. And again, if uh, if you if you have a change here, okay, let me know so I can hit the change-o sounder. I'll call it out. I'll call okay. it out. I don't know if I have um, change. You know what? Actually, I lied. So 25 players kept on offense. 25 on defense defensive line kept six last year i had him keeping six last week i stayed with six but there was a force change here oh, there was wow, a okay. force change sports dad couldn't help it he had to do it because There's james six, lynch six, six right okay six yes okay. james lynch who was a lock to make the team as a backup at the very least um tore his acl in the thursday night practice in the stadium last week and so he had to be replaced, but he's replaced by a guy that Macadac brought up and asked me about last week when I didn't have him on the original roster. So here's how the defensive line looks now. Harrison Phillips, Dean Lowry, Kyrie's Tonga, who, by the way, in the first depth chart is the first team nose tackle. Yep. Jonathan Bullard, Usezi Otumwu, and, and Jaquelin Roy. The draft pick, who oh, you asked me about last is. week. He makes the team. Here. He makes the team now based on James Lynch being out. That makes Ross Blacklock, a guy that they got from Houston for a draft pick last year, a fairly high profile as far as the Vikings are concerned, cut. But I've got Blacklock out, and I've got the draft pick, fifth round pick, Jaquelin Roy making the team now after not having him make the team last week. Wow. Okay. Thoughts? It's still, yeah, it's still an interestingly sort of meh group. It's just uh, Harrison Phillips, very good. Jaqueline mm-hmm. Roy, I do wonder if you're ranking all these guys based on upside, 
at this point. Jaquel and Roy is probably in the top two or three. You know, upside he wasn't yes. Like a first now, round draft pick, but now we we've seen playing a, a lot of first team snaps. It feels like Tonga, Lowry, Bullard. I think is a veteran rotational type, which is fine. Um, Otamu, I'm curious about, but he he was a draft pick from the Gophers in 2022. Uh, but yeah, you know what? That's not. It's not a sexy spot though. Like, and it's hard to see in practice. That's a one that's really hard to see in practice because, yeah. like, you're watching. You can see the edge guys, right? And you can certainly see the corners and the safeties. You know, that's just a mass of big men in there, and it's sort of hard to see. Um, they claim that they're pleased with what what uh, Lowry, the former Packer, has done so far. Mm-hmm. But I've cool. always had a tough time with that because unless it's like just an Aaron Donald, I'm going to kick your ass type of guy, that's a hard one to break down. Yeah, it's also hard without sometimes uh, watching an actual game or even getting the all 22 and then knowing what you're looking at too. Because sometimes the role of these interior defensive linemen is to just like strategically be in a position that opens up something for somebody else, right? It could be your role in a twist to make sure that you take up two defenders so that an edge can come around through a different gap, or you're maybe you're trying to hold things up in the running game so that an offensive lineman isn't getting to the second level to block a linebacker. And sometimes it's hard when you're just watching kind of from the side, unless you have that bird's eye all 22 and or know what you're actually looking at, which... And you sort of need the film, though, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, like your point. Like, I, I think if you, I think if you know how to break down interior line play from a training camp practice, you probably still still need the bird's eye view film because it's just it's so there's such a mass in there. Yes. So, yep. Such great football. All right. All right. Over to uh, Edge or outside linebacker. So Edge. Okay. And you can sound the alarm again. Oh wow! We have more change. More change. So last year, outside linebacker, edge rusher, pick your term, they kept five. Last week, I kept six. This week, I'm going to cut back to five. Wow, you're back to five. And this is difficult. This is difficult because, I mean, this this is obviously a premium spot. It's incredibly important. And there's going to be some tough decisions here, but I'll go through it with you. Daniil Hunter, Marcus Davenport, locks. DJ Wanham, I think, is the primary backup still. Like, could, could he be a surprise trade or could something transpire there towards the end of camp? Absolutely. Maybe. But for now, now, for now, I'm sticking with him. I'm sticking with Patrick Jones II. And here's where it gets tough. Here's where now there's a cut line where there wasn't last week because I didn't create it. Luigi Villain and and, and um, Andre Carter II, who just came off the pup list, uh, but he's back at practice now. He is guaranteed. He was signed as a UDFA out of Army, mm-hmm. $300,000, and got a $40,000 signing bonus. So with that investment, are you going to try to sneak him through waivers onto the practice squad? Were there promises made, which I sort of doubt on that end, but that's six names. And right now the cut line is either on Villane or on Carter or a move is made, which might be the actual thing. Uh, But if I had to pick, Carter still has to practice a lot more, and especially in the preseason games, 
we have to see more. Yeah, he just got back. But I, but I wonder if Valane might be the odd man out. Okay. I don't like that because I like him, um, which is why I wonder if Wanham gets moved. Okay. What's your official? Because you, you you only have one slot here. I know. I got to get rid of it. You can make a trade prediction here if you want. No, it's, I think it's, wa- it's I think Wanham might be on the bubble here. I think he might get moved unless Carter. So the tough thing is this: if Carter now comes off the the pup and and he was placed on it with what was termed a and I don't know where in his body soft tissue injury, mm-hmm. if if he struggles or scuffles, that probably changes things greatly. But Wanham's a guy that with Hunter and Davenport back, I think they like Patrick Jones. I mean, Patrick Jones, as Phil can attest, looks the part. Mm-hmm. Big. I mean, he's got the body of a guy that should be that should be an effective uh, a three four, if we call it that. But I mean, he should be an effective yeah. guy to get to the quarterback off the edge. Valene, I like his sort of speed, and he fits into the Flores philosophy of athletic guys that might not be huge, but they can cause damage. So I would actually probably predict. I think DJ Wanham now might be the odd man out. Wow. This is like reckless speculation and a roster projection all rolled into one. Reckless speculation. I'm gonna well, I'm gonna hold you to this. I'm gonna I'm gonna soft cross out DJ okay. Wanham here I'm, and put Valane. Yep. And Andre Carter. Because there's yep. gonna be there's almost certainly there's almost always a surprise veteranish. Always. Cut, right? Who who is the guy that they cut last year that the Bears signed? And I think the Bears just released him. Amir Smith Marset? No, lineman. There was a lineman that they cut, a draft oh. pick, and they cut him. The Bears signed yeah. him, and I think the Bears just released him. I can find it. Yeah. But, yes, you're right. And in Wanham's case, I don't know. I, I just I feel like there's more upside elsewhere un- unless, again, unless Carter comes back and struggles, in, in which case he might get put on IR for six weeks or something like that yeah. since that doesn't end your season now. But um, I think that that is one place where there definitely could be not a huge shocker, but a bit of a surprise. Yeah, I like where your like your head's at here. I think you're on the right track. Okay, that's why we do this. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, now to inside linebacker. Let's go. Well, I'm pretty sure. Let me go back to your other. Let me go back. Thumb through here, and, and I you don't can think you had. Uh... Mr. Pace. Well, and that's why you can. That's why you can sound the alarm again. Because that's changed. It's change at time. So, quick change here in in taking the outside linebacker on my fifty three from six guys to five. I did that because I needed to add a fourth inside linebacker. And by the way, in doing so now, uh, the the outside linebackers and inside guys are consistent with what they kept out of training camp last year. Mm-hmm. So it's now five outside guys. And a year ago, they did keep four guys inside. Brian Asamoah, Jordan Hicks, Troy Dye, who is a who I think they perceive as a very reliable special teams player, and he can definitely come in in a pinch and play. Mm-hmm. And then... The guy who now turns out is battling for a starting job, as far as I can tell, UDFA out of Cincinnati, the talk of camp, Ivan Pace Jr., yes. who I had on the bubble last week. And one of his best attributes in college at Cincinnati was pass rushing. He was a move forward inside linebacker at Cincinnati. So maybe by robbing from the edge number, you're going from six down to five 
in the edge department. Yep. And you're keeping an inside linebacker, but you're keeping an inside linebacker that can be trusted maybe to be sent on blitzes and pass yes. rush and, and get after it in this yes. defensive system. And it certainly appears, I, I don't know if you completely agree with this or not, it certainly appears that he is being given a chance, and it didn't look this way on day one of camp, to push Asamoah for that job. Yeah. it's uh, Yeah, I, I, I hate to say this for the 5,000th time, but it's like, and I think Asamoah has a chance to be a good player, but people act like it's just a foregone conclusion that this guy who has virtually no experience, he's, he's had some defensive snaps, but, you know. There's got to be some competition and some push there. So whether they're doing this specifically to push Asamo or whether they think Pace as an undrafted free agent has a legitimate chance to be a starting inside linebacker in this system, I, I would be a little surprised if he actually did start because there is value in Asamo having been a part of an NFL culture and team for a year sure. before you know getting a shot. But they, the, they, they don't have though. a lot of – there's no experience here behind Hicks. They have basically no experience. So. Yep. May the best man uh, step up. On to the safety position. Mm. Now, last year coming out of camp, the Vikings kept four safeties. Last week, I had them keeping five. I'm going to maintain that with the safeties being Harrison Smith, Cam Bynum, Josh Metellus, who's going to play, Lewis Seen, and Jay Ward, the fourth-round pick from LSU. Um, couple of things here. First of all, Jay Ward can also play, and he's not playing there a, a lot in practice, so I'm not predicting he's going to. But in a pinch, at least in college, he played the, the nickel corner spot, okay? Mm -hmm. So he's a versatile enough guy that his presence provides, especially if you, um, if you get work with him in practice and with the coaching staff, provides a versatility that some pure safeties don't probably have. Um the other thing, the other guy to keep an eye on, and I don't think he's a bubble guy. He's probably a practice squad type of guy. But anyway, the guy to keep an eye on, because um, he got some run with the first team on Saturday. I didn't see it last night. Number 25, Theo Jackson. Mm -hmm. Theo Jackson's uh, the guy that that laid the huge hit at the end of the Thursday night practice in the stadium. And we talked about him before. Uh I don't have him making the 53, but I think he's definitely, if, if you're eyeballing guys who are, I think, impressing them, Theo Jackson, but for now, I'm going to maintain they keep one more safety than they did a year ago. Yep, I like it. It's a versatile group. You've got guys who can kind of move around in different spaces. It's actually a, a really interesting group. If you think that there's value in um, Lewis Seen still, which I know his stock has kind of been been falling, but they've got, you know, they got a couple former first rounders in here. You've got the the special teams ace who's become a team leader who can play in the big nickel in Josh Metellus. And then Cam Bynum, who was a cornerback in college. He was a cover cornerback yep. in college. Now he's a safety, yep. and, and you might have to do all those things in this system. So I actually yep. I actually really like the safety group with this, especially with Harrison Smith, you know, just doing more Harrison Smith things in uh, in this system. Yep, and Smith, Bynum, and Metellus are going to all see extensive playing time. So, like, three of those guys are going to play a lot. Yep. All right. And that brings us to the final position group here of Judd's 53-man roster. That would be the quarterback spot where last year the Vikings kept six guys. This year, or I should say last week, I had them keeping five. I am not going to change off of that, partially because of what we talked about with the versatility of, the, of some of the safeties. And just as importantly, 
I think there's going to be a different emphasis here on packages that involve safeties more as well. So I'm going with five natural corners sticking around. Byron Murphy Jr., a Caleb Evans, who are, will start outside in the base. Um, Joan Williams, who's a bit more of a bubble guy than he was last week, and I'll explain why. Makai Blackman, who was the third-round draft pick in this past draft. And then Andrew Booth Jr., who is back on the field right now, I would say is tracking towards being a disappointment, but he's a third round pick from 2022. I don't think he gets cut. And so the important thing though, is that in the case of Makai Blackman, I think it's become very obvious to those of us out of practice that he has overtaken Juwan Williams as the first team outside nickel corner in the traditional nickel with Byron Murphy Jr. inside. Jawan Williams, who who started at that spot when training camp opened, and to his credit, picked off Kirk Cousins twice on Monday, appears to have taken a back seat there. I don't think, unless the Vikings go get a veteran, um, uh, you know, out of camp or what uh, that they had the longtime cornerback Ronald Darby in last week, that could create problems. W- Williams could be cut as a result of that. But for right now, I think he makes the team, but. I think September 10th, don't be surprised if the three cornerbacks that play a lot are Murphy, Evans, and Blackman. Yeah. Wow. Look at that. There's the 53 right there as updated with a few tweaks. I would well, say don't like, forget, like I some... got specialists. I got the oh. specialists. Oh, oh, so, okay. Are we, are we, no, we're are we not. tweaking? We're not tweaking? Okay. Greg Joseph, Ryan Wright, and Andrew DePaulo, the long snapper. Okay. I mean, Joseph has missed several kicks wide left. Several as we talked about, left. As we talked about last week, too, you know, every one of us went into training camp a year ago, assuming that Ryan Wright was a camp punter, right? He wore 66. It was sort of a joke. He won the job. So I think Joseph wins the job, but my assumption a year ago proved to be a really bad one. So I am not convinced. I am not 100% convinced that Greg Joseph has this job locked down. Yeah, I think he needs to stop missing wide left from, especially from, well, he needs to hit 50 plus yarders, but like the 40 yarder he missed yep. yesterday. Come on now, not not in practice. So. I agree. But, I'm with All right. So uh, some interesting tweaks, changes. You've got your radar up for maybe some sort of an edge rusher trade of some kind. Uh, pace has emerged in the inside linebacker group, and uh, injuries are kind of, Something to watch here, too, with the wide receiver position. But there is Judd's updated 53-man roster. And I say we, we do it again next week after Thursday night's game. Because <laughs> we're going to have some bottom, you know, some young guys to talk about then. Yeah. Yeah, and they're not doing any early cuts this year. So you're just kind of, you're doing, you're projecting until the I'm big. Just, I'm just projecting. That's all I'm doing from now on. Yeah. <laughs> projecting on myself, projecting on the Vikings. That's all I'm going to do. There he is, uh, the human projector, Judd, with uh, his second 53-man roster iteration. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us on Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment, where we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. See you next time.